Welcome back to the Buddhist Millionaire Podcast. I am Matt Jardine, your host and author. Well, you know this by now. I tell you every week. But anyway, I'm your host and author of How to Be a Buddhist Millionaire, Nine Practical Steps to Being Happy in a Materialist World. Have you read it yet? If you haven't, go and get it. A little bit of housekeeping. This podcast is powered by coffee and very little else. Certainly not talent on my side. So if you like what you hear today, please go ahead and buy me a coffee at my Buy Me A Coffee page. The link is in the description to this episode. Coffee is, come on, I've run out. Go get it. We're working hard for this cast. Get me some coffee. Oh, got great news this week. Um, As of this week, the podcast is listened to in 50 countries. Oh, which is very exciting. Um, and that's because we had a new country this week join the list of listeners. Three guesses who that country was. No, no. I tell you, don't guess anymore. Ethiopia. Ethiopia. So delighted to have you all on board. Actually, I wonder how you say welcome and thank you in Ethiopian. I probably should look that up. Anyway, if you know, you guys drop me a message, DM me, and I will do my best to say welcome and thank you in Ethiopian. So thank you all for those who are listening. What else have I been doing this week? Well, you know, I told you last episode that I'm super busy with the uh, the new book. And I'm at that stage in draft two where I'm fully in it. So I'm just writing. So I get up, do my meditation. Shez has gone to work. I get up, do my meditation, and then uh, a little bit of coffee. And then off I go, hit the hit the screen, start writing about four hours um, or until I just can't see anymore. And then I basically get up, take the pup out for her walk on the beach, which at the moment is nice because it's only 27 degrees. So it's not too hot. So dogs and walks brings me quite nicely onto today's guest. As you know by now, I'm not only am I a massive believer in people spending their lives doing work they love and, of course, making a good living doing it, I also love to see people starting this as soon in their lives as possible. I mean, I'm probably slightly biased because I've got two youngish children. 22 and 25 is that young anyway two young children ish in their adult lives and so i like people to live this buddhist millionaire uh kind of ethos early on why wait right and my guest today is a fantastic young woman who is doing just that so please welcome to the show the very happy the very passionate pseudo becal hello hello thank you for coming on having me you know what, right? I have been, of course, we all research this. And I've been looking at your Instagram feed. And you just love what you do, don't you? You could, it's just, you could just see it. We'll, we'll get on to that a little bit later. But you, it's all over what you do. You are so passionate about what you do. But before we get into how you manage to be that person, how we might too, tell us a little bit about your passion, what you do, please. So hello, um, my name is Sude and I'm 18 and this year instead of taking a gap year I thought I would do a part-time art foundation course. Mm-hmm. So I'm in college from Wednesday to Friday every week and then my Mondays and Tuesdays are free so I thought instead of being at home I would start this tiny tiny business for dog sitting and from 
only having dogs twice a week, they kind of slowly <laughs> evolved into a full-time thing. Almost, you know, four-legged background noise is just what we're used to now. <laughs> Still so wandering long. around the house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels almost weird. Like the other day, we were on the sofa all together and there was like a space in between me and my mum. And like, <laughs> there's supposed to be something soft in between us, but no. Yeah, yeah we're not, what, what's, what's something's time. missing something's supposed to be in this gap <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's amazing and so you're where are you you're based in london aren't you we're in fulham sw6 fantastic yeah. so yeah. so this is really interesting right so i have been well how long have i been teaching well, now, 50, almost 50 i've been teaching what 30 odd years so i've been around young people a lot now, I'm not suggesting in any way that, you know, there aren't other young people who are kind of ambitious and doing good things and, you know, forward moving like yourself. But it is an exception rather than the rule. So tell us how, you know, how have you kind of found that gumption just to get up and do stuff and kind of take charge of your life so early on? It's very impressive. What what drives you? Why? How are you like that? Is your background? What is it? Tell us. Um, I think my parents never let me have a dog, surprisingly. And I think <laughs> right, okay. it's left a little space in my heart. And I just thought that space has to be filled ASAP. Um, and I think one of my mom's friends asked me if I was doing dog sitting. And mm-hmm. I just said yes by accident. <laughs> yeah. And then a week later, I made a business card and logo. And it kind of just unraveled and snowballed into what it is but um I don't know how I found my passion I think I'm surrounded by such hard-working parents I think that really you know painted the picture for me early on yeah. and I think um I think they they're inspiring me daily despite being separate they you know they help me come together in my day-to-day and think having a little business is quite cool <laughs> it's really so cool think, isn't it, it yeah. isn't the best feeling right having I, I remember I've had various businesses over my time and, and when you make the cards so it's suddenly there's something about making a business card that makes it real right even if you just you know we can all go to prompt print or whatever or and get it done but when that comes there's a great buzz and then the first time someone actually pays you for the service you provide it's a real buzz isn't it it feels so weird being paid for something. I love doing it. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true. And I think being a graphics student as well, like I made Oh, is that, that what you were doing at art, at art school then? Graphics? Yeah. I'm in front of a screen all day. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. screen hours are quite disgusting, actually. They're like eight hours. It's My lenses have gone up by like three, like contact. You uh, know, these, these I'm wear, I only wear one point thing. They're just for reading, but I got, I got these, um, I don't know if you can see, but I got these blue lens things, you know, that are supposed oh, yeah, to block. Do, yeah. do that, I don't know if they work. I still buy at the end of four hours writing, I still can't see whether they're blue lenses or not. I'm like completely, I've got to get out. This is doing my head in <laughs> screams. Yeah. They're not good. Are they? <laughs> so go, um, go back to that bit about making money, doing what you love. It's, it's interesting because it really stops a lot of people. The, I, d- I don't know if you know much about the concept of Buddhist millionaire shit, but I wrote this book, how to be a Buddhist millionaire, blah, blah. But the point is 
it's you neither have to be a Buddhist or a millionaire to be a Buddhist millionaire. What it means is the Buddhist bit is someone who's living a meaningful life, basically a life that they love. And the millionaire is someone who's making money doing it because there's a spectrum in work that one is either the broke creative, and you'll appreciate this in the art world, the broke creative. Yes, I've done a masterpiece, but you know I'm living off beans. Or there's the kind of uh, and these are cliches, of course, but they're examples. The the rich banker, you know, who's uh, fabulously wealthy, but you know, it's not very happy. And, I, and I've always asked this question: Can you be? Can you live in the middle? Can you love what you're doing work-wise? You know, you wake up uh, when the alarm clock goes. Oh yeah, that's a that's a great day at work. And make money doing it. And you've already suggested that it's it is weird, isn't it, being paid to do what you love? Do you think that's a problem for a lot of people? Absolutely. What you've mentioned is the exact scenario of our household. My dad is the person working at the bank. Right. No, 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 but it's true. He complains every day and he says how jealous he is of me and my mom. My mom, she has her own business at the gym and I'm doing this tiny little thing. And he's just, he's so happy for us. And he's saying, I wish I had found something that I enjoy and make money at it as well. Yes. So yeah, you hit the nail on the hammer, essentially. But yeah, That is exactly what, and that's why I love in this series, we, we have a whole range of guests, right? From uh, a whole range, age range, as well as different career range. And I really love to watch, and please don't, forgive me if this sounds patronizing, it's not meant to me, but meant to be, but I love to watch young people start this idea early on. Because I think so many people get into their fifties or, or maybe your dad's age or, or whatever and, and go, oh, I wish I'd have, <laughs> I wish I'd have done this earlier. Um, and it's amazing for you that, that you're, that you're doing that. So I kind of applaud that courage. And that's what I'm hoping with this particular episode that other people will go, wow, I'm also 18, 19, whatever. And I, you know, if she can do it, if Sude can do it, then I could do it as well. So uh, it's very inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think having sorry, go on. What um? Tell me about the like the the work itself. What do you what do you do? What does your day when you're when you're doing your your kind of dog caring and dog walking duties? What does it, what does a typical day look like? So my main two services are daycare and overnight like sleepovers essentially, mm-hmm. and we have a mini trial period. <laughs> which we found quite difficult to do in the beginning, but now we're becoming more selective with the dogs that we're looking after so they don't disrupt our day-to-day because in the beginning we were taking all these adorable puppies <laughs> and our life was just becoming paralysed, you know. Yeah, they're hard work, aren't they? They're attentive. Yeah. But, I mean, I have, I don't know if I can shit, if your viewers can see, but I have a massive poodle on the floor next to me. <laughs> oh, is this the, hang on, is this the poodle that is the latest one on your instagram feed (laughs) this poodle is smiling that he or she is so happy to be with you that's both of you i love this photo so i'll put a link to you guys for this episode to this um in the description i love this is the happiest photo i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) it's fantastic what's the poodle's name this dog is called oscar and he deserves a million oscars for being such a well-behaved boy and you know ironically he's so big he's so light and this is the kind of dogs that we're looking for (laughs) that don't disrupt yeah they just just kind of get on with their stuff 
Yeah, and I still need to do my work, but he's just doing his thing, being very peaceful. So. Yeah, <laughs> I like on your, speaking of your Instagram feed and um, kind of happy dogs and, and happy owners of dogs. I love this review. Right. This is this is not um, Oscar Oscar, the award winning Oscar. This is Archie. And I love this. This is a <laughs> this makes me <laughs> this is a five star review. Right. Archie was actually sh- Archie was actually shaking with excitement at the door this morning. And he know <laughs> and he knows when I pick up his bag exactly where he's headed. I mean, how cool is that to have have the dog so excited that you're coming? That it's shaking with excitement. That's amazing. It's such an honor. Honestly, it's so sweet. <laughs> so 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 you um, they stay at yours or you look after them in the day, et cetera. And I'm guessing a lot of these are kind of professional people who are working all day and need their dogs looked after. I, I assume you mm-hmm. take them for a walk. Yeah. Three times a day Ooh. for an hour. What? An three, hour for an hour each. Yeah. Three I'm hours walking. <laughs> I'd be lying under a tree somewhere. So like, Oscar, you're going to have to walk yourself, man. I'm, I'm absolutely... <laughs> I'm toast. <laughs> Do it yourself, like. <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you back here at 3.30. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and you're also, so uh, you're also studying, do you say graphics? Yes. Where I is did that? Fine art, I did fine art for A-level at oh. um, Ibstock with, alongside, lang- uh, alongside French and Spanish. Oh. But I thought... Instead of taking a gap year, I thought, let me go to art school in Chelsea, which is like half an hour from me in the morning. It's a good walk. <laughs> um, and I uh, I go to school for the whole day. And I'm allowed to take the dogs with me. I take one small one with me occasionally. Right. But um, one that's not going to distract me, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, and my mum works from home, so she looks after the, you know, the slightly older demographic perhaps well that's Um, that's amazing i take care of the puppies and so you've you've kind of you really are taking on both worlds you're keeping on top of your education and starting or have started a business i mean it's almost a perfect perfect start to your work life that's incredible Mm, yeah (laughs) what's the plan later then what's what's the what's the big picture um this week is a big week for me because we're talking about accommodation for uni right on the one hand I'm so looking forward to that and I'll be you know in Egham at Royal Holloway on the other hand my mum is saying how she wants to continue the business right and then perhaps when I finish uni then we'll like come together join forces perhaps yeah make the business bigger than it is Oh my god, that sounds crazy to say. And then perhaps sell it off, maybe. And then Whoa. we'll always have at home. But then, uh, I mean, I'm in, I'm interested in languages, so perhaps I might touch into the tour- tourism industry. But because okay. of COVID, I'm not sure. Yeah. What direction to steer towards? But it's lovely to have all these options, and I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, enjoying it in my stride. My son is studying uh, French. He's in France for his final year at the moment. And, and in fact... Where, where is he in France? He is... You've, you caught, know. You, you've caught me out publicly. Here we go. Here we go. Now, now to 50 countries. The host of the podcast has no idea where his kid is in France. He's in France, Sude, somewhere. 
okay okay we'll cut it out we'll, You'll we'll sort pretend, it out later. yeah we'll, we'll cut that out <laughs> now, I, i'm not sure where he is he's playing for a rugby club out there i want to say okay. bordeaux but as i say that i that know that it's cool. completely not true <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you had in a wine bottle just like yeah yeah exactly it. exactly the last, that sounded french I, I saw it in a wine bottle all good yeah and then and then the link to spanish is that the book actually buddhist millionaire uh two weeks ago came out in spanish as well the translation so Ooh. there we go there's Very the language so clearly then with these these ideas of um you know, building the business potentially in the future and then selling it on, whether that happens, whether it doesn't happen, whatever you do, you clearly are forward thinking. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about that, because I know from insider tips, otherwise known as Sherry, that you've always been, your mind has always been working and you kind of, you're always forward thinking. So let me, let me speak to me, speak to me a bit, a little bit. Is that about, what she's saying to you? <laughs> yeah. She said, she said, basically she, she loves you. She's great character, you know, always got, always creating stuff in your head. And, and I think that's really important. I think we create things before we see things. We create them in our head before we see things in our reality. And I wonder if people who, kind of lead stifled lives do you think what's your view as an artist and as a business owner what's your view that that is essentially an inability to imagine yourself as something more do you know what i mean um uh you cut off a little bit please can you ask a question again sorry so um do you think that so a lot of people live stifled lives you know, yeah. lives that they don't necessarily want to lead. And my conclusion at the moment, or my thoughts about that, is that, that it's it's a lack of imagination rather than opportunity. I believe that imagination leads to opportunity. And the more people I interview, the one thing that they kind of all have in common, those who are, are kind of going after the lives they want, is they have a they have they can kind of see it in their heads first. So do you think that imagination? And the ability to create in our heads leads to success and living the life that we want. Um, I think the cliche answer is not necessarily, of course. Okay. Yep. Um, I think I'm, as I've said before, I'm very grateful to have all these different figures in my life. My dad, from the beginning, he was thinking, "What's going to bring?" Uh, know money to him and he mm -hmm. thought finance was the way on the other hand my mum is just enjoying everything that comes to her and it's mm -hmm. been working out so well for her so on the one hand I don't want to plan out my life step <laughs> by step <laughs> yeah yep. um I think I think I'm enjoying it as as the opportunities come my way whether that will be a continuous thing, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think for me, for my mental health, I don't think it's good to plan too much ahead. Yeah. But I don't, I think that will come with a set of difficulties and obstacles further on. Yeah. But um, I'm not a planner, I don't think, <laughs> if that's the answer to your question. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great answer and I love it. And it's, um, I think it's a very, personally, I kind of live, you know, the saying by the seat of my pants kind of stuff. And I, I agree. I agree. It's, I, it's often about taking the opportunities as they, 
as they come. But I think, though, opportunities, see, that looks like we haven't planned. But to get opportunities, I think opportunities come more to open people. You know what I mean? And, and, and because if, you, if you're closed and you think the life is just a constant, you know, slog, then I don't think opportunities come. But if you're open and you're embracing life and you're kind of passionate, as in happy at what you're doing, I think opportunities, you know, these lucky breaks uh, kind of aren't so lucky. They, they're almost gifts, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> my mom just, my parents just say to me, if I work hard, then everything will come in at the times that they're supposed to. And, mm. you know, hopefully the puzzle will click. <laughs> At times yeah. they're supposed to <laughs> yeah. further on. With that in mind, then, I, I, I think all of these things, I mean, you're thinking them now, what would you say, 18? I, I've been thinking them from 18 through to now 50. I wonder with this clicking of the puzzle that is usually follows when we're passionate, how, does someone click it? Does someone click it into place? Are we Ooh. clicking into place? I mean, is it luck? Do you have any thoughts so far in your career or in your life of on that? I think I've had a few people click certain pieces so far in okay. this dog business. I've met so many, so many different groups of people throughout this dog journey. Um, me and my mum have met a dog trainer called Costa in the park um, a few months ago. And now a few months later, we're sharing clients. I'm sharing clients with one of the yeah, biggest yeah. trainers in Fulham. Yeah. Um, that's luck. But then one example of me doing the clicking is me walking into the biggest dog grooming parlor in Fulham and asking for a job and them saying, yes. <laughs> I love that. So I, I think, love I everything good... about that. That yeah. takes some courage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's good to have a good combination of the both, but it's easier said than done. So maybe it's just luck in itself. I don't know. <laughs> I like that, yeah. though. That's that's a good point because, yeah, courage is important to leading the life you like, right? You have to, at some point, do that uncomfortable, oh, I'm going to walk into this dog room and they don't know who I am and ask for a job. And I think um, a lot of people stop themselves in the track by uh, fear. Fear stops them. Do you ever doubt yourself? Absolutely. Dear, dear. I don't know what I would do without my mum. <laughs> tell us what that in your head, because there's going to be loads of people listening to this who go, I would love to do that. I'd love to do what she's doing, whether it be dog walking or just what they're passionate about. But I doubt myself, right? And I know that when people look outside, they always think that the person who's succeeding doesn't have the same fears and worries that they do. So the, your admission there is useful. So how does that show up for you in your head? Give us some examples so people can go, oh, yeah, that's basically me. How do you doubt yourself? Um, I'm a very self-conscious person. I think I just nitpick through all of my personality traits. <laughs> Yeah. as if like i'm scanning through folders like yep got that got that <laughs> yeah got um, yeah i'm that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what else do i do uh well i think i'm not even going to go into physical appearance but i think my personality really gets me a lot i'm just i think i'm being more annoying towards the person i'm talking to more than they probably think i am if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i just 
I feel like I have so many filters in my head that I probably should not think about. Yeah. But um, I think a good way to keep those, you know, in check is I've been writing in my diary for the past few months. Journaling. I'm a big fan of journaling. Yeah. Um, whether it's doing collages like with the newspaper or like doing watercolor drawing or something, I find it very therapeutic. Also, I make good Spotify playlists. <laughs> Do you? I love music. Do you? Yeah. You're a big Spotify fan. Actually, this week we went on to the podcast. Went on to, is now appears on Spotify. You'll have to dig us up. <laughs> yeah, we dun dun dun. Um, <laughs> Do that's, you have ama- the- that's amazing though. So you though all those tactics then for you to kind of silence the 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 noise, as it were. And I think talking with, I'm fortunate to have a loving mum and dad. I, I love. You know, debating out my my dilemmas <laughs> with crazy clients that I've met, <laughs> crazy yeah. amazing clients. But yeah, yeah. There's some there's some fascinating people in uh, what well, Fulham, London, all all round, aren't there? That'll uh, that'll keep you keep you thinking for a while. Um, COVID. I have seen again. Obviously, with my own children little bit older than you but pretty much the same age and through covid we've seen mental health in young people be a real problem a real problem locked in and you speaking there about kind of you know doubts etc etc dogs i saw a great article about dogs being used as um what do they call them care dogs i know you haven't got care dogs where they take them into places to help people feel like a hospital or something yeah exactly but but generally there's some research that say that dogs make people feel better mentally what is your view on our relationship kind of you know tell me about your feeling with dogs i mean so you you didn't grow up with dogs so you're getting used to it now how special are they? What do they what do they do for us? Um well, first of all, they can't talk, which is great. <laughs> if you've done something wrong, they can't judge you. They'll still love you more than they love themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a great um, one. Well, they just buy you you know, all the steps of the way. <laughs> um, well, they yeah, they will love you more than they love themselves. Yeah. One of the few animals that do that, apart from dolphins. But uh, what else? It's time for the featured friend section, the section of the show where we feature a friend. Great name, by the way, guys. Totally see what you did there. So welcome to the very first featured friend section of the Buddhist Millionaire podcast. Our very first featured friend is someone I, I love his work. Um, His company is called Whiskey Wolf, and it's the brainchild of Rich Harris, who's a really, really brilliant guy. And the company is kind of, it's all sorts of jujitsu and sport, not just jujitsu, but kind of sporting apparel bits and pieces. And I I came across it when I was using the soap, actually. Whiskey Wolf antibacterial soap, kind of strong soap for jujitsu. You know, you want to get staff and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then I moved on and looked at all different stuff. I've done a couple of collaborations with with some drinking canteens and I think Rashgard as well. But the stuff is very, very, very cool. I'll leave a link in the description, but it's whiskeywolf.uk. So take a little look. Rich is a really cool guy. He's he's very creative. His stuff is really neat and uh, it's well worth a look. So whiskeywolf, I'll leave the link in the description below. 
Okay, back to the show. Um, they're a good weighted, heated blanket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Apart from, the only thing is, though, the only thing is when they lie on the part of the duvet that you can't move at all, like a completely dead weight, and they're twitching away whatever dreams they're processing from the day's walk. And you just like, and of course, if you've, if you've got some big dogs, it's harder and harder to pull, pull the duvet on. We've got a Jack Russell, so it's not too bad. If I pull it too hard, it just launches her off the bed. But for, for you with big ones, that's, uh, that's a bit of a problem, right? I, I live in a, not I live, I sleep in a, like a single bed. Single beds, dogs, duvets. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> no, I was just saying that, you know, if you have more than two golden retrievers, like two males, <laughs> full size. Yeah, that's good not good. Really that's really not good for the work. sleeping arrangements. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. We don't have working radiators, so it's perfect. Oh, yeah, that's working. true. That's true. <laughs> Bearing yeah. in mind that I am in the Middle East, so the last thing you want is a warm bed, uh, you know, at yeah, night. Yeah, Jack Russell works out for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So tell me a little bit about your um, another interesting thing as well. I know, of course, we're speaking about you running the business, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, but a little bit about your art. That sounds interesting. You've had a little bit of an art journey. You're doing graphics at the moment, and you're going on to, where are you going mm -hmm. to? Egham. Royal Holloway Ooh. in Egham. Wow. What um, are you going to um, study there? I'll be doing French and visual culture and modern, sorry, history of art and modern culture. <laughs> I am at the moment, through writing, I'm fascinated with the craft of writing as well as the writing itself and the art of storytelling. Anyway, studying a lot Joseph Campbell, who talks a lot about the symbology of um, kind of the hero's journey, but how symbols in both our writing, but also our art have been used since we could write and draw uh, as symbols of life. And I find that absolutely fascinating art history history religious art as well i find really really interesting symbolic art i just think the whole thing is amazing because it speaks to us at a very very kind of like dogs do at a very very deep and inspiring <laughs> level so when you go to university then you are going to you can't take your business with you of course are you going to work that when you come back um break times holiday times or are you going to sort something while you're away or just leave it until after? I mean, the setup we have isn't that intense. We only have three dogs at a time. Right. So if my mum wishes to continue whilst I'm gone, she's more than welcome to. Nice. <laughs> I think she started mentioning this week that I want to carry on whilst you're away. But um, yeah, I'll be very, very jealous, <laughs> to say the least. I wanted to ask you about, and this is something that's uh, so obvious on your Instagram feed. You always seem to be, uh, you're very passionate about working with the dogs and the reviews on your Instagram feed are lovely. They say how kind of welcoming you are, how warm you are with the dogs, which is great. And kind of wearing your heart on your sleeve like that takes a lot of courage. I think that's another thing that is very, very admirable. A lot of people are kind of, you know, a little bit insular certainly as they're finding themselves through their kind of younger years a little bit insular but you are clearly very open and you look very happy for those who are struggling to be outgoing like that have you got any advice for us 
oh, you're going to make me cry. It's like I'm putting a gun to their backs to write those amazing reviews. It makes me emotional every time. I don't know why. But um, my advice would to be kind would be, well, if you have, no first of all, let's start with the cliche. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. yeah um, I think having two younger siblings would be, <laughs> I think has helped me be, you know, shape the mold that I'm, that, that I am. I think. Uh, how old, how old are, what have you got? Brothers, sisters, how old are they? I have two younger brothers, 12 oh. and 16. Okay. And I think having two special needs brothers as well, it's a very big responsibility. Right. I think. And I, I'm not being, I don't have to be kind because I need to be, but I think because that's the only way, I've never argued with my siblings at all. Right. So I think, I don't really know how to answer that question. No, no, I, I know I'm what you mean. Very, so actually, actually very, being in an environment where you genuinely are, where people are needing you to be kind, I think helps mm -hmm. kind of, um, it does help. For, I worked for a, quite a while. I, when I did shiatsu, which is Japanese acupressure, I worked for a couple of years for a charity with people who were suffering from traumatic brain injury. They would, um, mm. they'd either had accidents or, or whatever, whatever it may have been, right? Now, I'm not suggesting in any way that, you know, Japanese acupressure, which is a bit like um, uh, Thai massage, stretching and massage, that sort of stuff. I'm not suggesting it fixed them, but it just helped one of the one of the symptoms of uh, the people I work with with brain injury was they could get quite aggressive because of they were very frustrated right and anyway my point being there is in the two years that I worked with some of these guys and girls I think I got more out of it than them because actually having to develop that kindness um with other people needing you. it does it does change you doesn't it and i could imagine then if you've you know i mean i, I don't i don't know what special needs you said that your uh, brothers have and you don't have to share that but i would imagine it definitely shaped it certainly shaped me in the two years i was involved so for you um it, yeah i can clearly see it's uh, it's affected you amazing no, number two has autism and number three has i'm number one <laughs> you're, number you're number one <laughs> <laughs> number three has down syndrome and uh you know they're both angels and I, you know they're, they're so precious and i think having the dogs around has really because there's both their speech is an issue right or a, a, a solution in pro progress i think yeah. having the dogs having <laughs> having a permanent safety blanket around yes. is really built that confidence as well I think. well as i was telling you earlier that i've read quite a lot of research on dogs being used as care dogs and you know taking dogs into hospitals and, and various homes and how it's being documented that they are very helpful and maybe what you said earlier and i asked what you and i said um asked you what you liked about dogs the fact they can't they don't speak back they're not judgmental at all are they dogs they just let you do your thing and you think great no no one's moaning at me they're just happy they're happy there's nothing better than a dog being happy to see you i think it's a lovely feeling yeah absolutely when that tail starts wagging yeah yes yeah. and you come through the house and they're oh you've already seen how excited archie is to see you from that review on your on your page <laughs> 
which is amazing. I mean, when everyone's on their phone, I mean, it's like a breath of fresh air. Someone's actually coming to greet you at the door. It's yeah. quite nice. <laughs> yeah, because that that's another thing about your business as well, which I like, is that you're, I mean, I, you do, of course, one of the great things about it, you do put up these wonderful posts, which shows how much you love them. And it's also good for the, um, I think, owners as well. We used a dog service when we were in Putney. And um, we loved it. We loved it when we could see uh, pictures of our dog. But also, so that aside, but you being outside and not always stuck on your phone, which is a very kind of modern generation thing, that's got to be, you know, that's got to uh, make your mum happy, right? Your mum and dad happy, knowing that you're not just head down in your phone every five minutes. Because I think that is a modern, modern day. Uh, it's, it's an epidemic in itself, actually. I think one really funny thing is you know on the iphone you get like weekly screen time reports yeah and it gives you like the analytics of you know how long you spend on your phone yeah when i don't have the dogs so when i'm working or or, slash social media um it's six hours plus which is just disgusting and then when i when i have the dogs it's an hour and a half wow hours of screen time so like yeah the the, the sleep that i get on those nights is just bliss so that's that's really interesting that is suda that is incredibly interesting because i think most people everyone will listen to that and go whoa that's a lot but if they looked at their own um uh stats they'd be exactly the same the reason i have never looked at those stats Shall I expose you on the podcast? How do, <laughs> I, how do I how do I find it? I don't even know how to find those things. Um, do I go uh, into I settings? It's in, it's in settings, and it's well, like I don't want to lose the the picture, but it's I think it's a blue. I think it's under general. I think under general accessibility <laughs> wallpaper display and brightness uh, privacy no mail VPN. I will, I will find it. Screen time, screen time, screen time. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's not turned on. Oh, that's so ah, We could have had a great expose there. We could have gone, <laughs> Matt Jardine, author of Bush Millionaire, is actually not writing. He's been on his phone 12 hours today. <laughs> if you, why don't you turn on after this podcast the next time you're on, you can let your um, viewers I'm, know. I'm doing it now. Here we go. Screen time. Screen time, turn on screen time. What is this? Weekly reports. <laughs> wow. Is your, whew, yes. Right, we're on. Screen time, it is on. Oh, that's going to be scary. I'll report back. Let's see what in, <laughs> yeah, in the next episode, I will report back and see what happens. Wow. Maybe do a full week. I don't know your, your schedule, but maybe do it in like seven days. See the trends. Yeah. And anomalies. <laughs> Because that is a real, I mean, that's a, that's a, another advantage to what you're doing is, as you say, is you cut down from the six hours to an hour and a half on the, on the kind of dog walking days. That has got to be good. If there's, if there's another reason for, for people to think about doing something else with their time, starting a business, whatever it may be, there is another great reason right there. eh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't listen. know the, go on, sorry. I don't know the demographic, I don't know the demographic of your viewers, but if they're, within my age i hope i don't know maybe a little portion of it they, um, we, we have a whole strongly, spectrum but of course this one will be uh will be your your age group that's what it will be aimed for so yeah go and tell them what they should be doing 
I mean, they don't have to, but um, if they want a fresh start, you know, with the new month of March, I strongly suggest you delete TikTok. Because <laughs> once you start scrolling, there's no turning back. I mean, you just start watching short, you know, clips of cooking videos and then two hours go by. So I think TikTok could be deleted and also Instagram. Instagram well like maybe a day at a time you can maybe or put a timer on it on settings can you do you that as well? like half an hour yeah i'm really showing my age then, i didn't even know these things these exist of course i use instagram uh, my author pages on instagram and of course facebook i still use but yeah it's it's a problem do you think then we, we touched a little bit earlier on uh, kind of mental health do you think phone usage is linked in your opinion you're that jet. You're that generation, right? Do you do you think it's linked to mental health and mental health problems, or is that just overrated? Um, depends what kind of role models you're following. I yeah, suppose if you're following all these supermodels, then it is a kind of a, a little slap on the face sometimes. <laughs> I don't look like that. Why is that not happening? Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, if yeah. you if you surround yourself with positive, you know. I don't know, like animal videos or something on like a farm. <laughs> yeah. A, you know, yeah, a, duck, a murderous farm. duck with a knife in its uh, beak. Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah, you see. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you surround yourself with videos of that, oh, good. We're fine. Happy days. Yeah. The twits all over. <laughs> Roll dolls, the twits all over. <laughs> but yes, sadly. Um, yeah, I've stopped uh, following them because it just made me really upset. <laughs> but now, now I feel. Now I can tolerate it more than before, but yeah. I think during lockdown 2020, that was um, a, a deep hole to dig out, dig myself out of. But yeah, now I'm clear of that part. <laughs> yeah, the stats of um, um, young people suffering mental health problems through COVID went through the roof. Went through the roof. Very sad very it's uh i mean I, and i think i think a lot i think rates of divorce went up um mental health in all age groups i think covid was a real issue when when you take away kind of people's ability to do stuff it also takes away their ability to find meaning because that's you know what we're all doing isn't it find, trying to find meaning and when you put people and say stay inside uh, uh, yes it was it was very tricky but we're on on kind of on the back end of that. I think all restrictions have been lifted in the UK now, haven't they? Uh, yes, I think so. I think you have to wear masks on the tube. But aside from that, I think it's okay. Okay. I wear masks inside, but um, you know, on the street, I'm not as, you know, yeah. I, I have a mask in my pocket, but I don't reach out for it as often. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the pretty much the same. Yeah. All right. Listen, I have. Um, I've enjoyed this. I could speak to you forever. You clearly love what you're doing. Um, I just want to kind of, I ask all my guests this. It's kind of an impossible question, really. Um, but it's just to give them an idea. I'm like going red as you say that. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. There's no pressure. But it's an impossible okay. question because, it, you know, there's no right or wrong to it. But when people leave the uh, podcast, they always have in their head, we, as we all do when we listen to things, there's always one thing that sticks in our head that rattles around thinking, Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So could you give us your very early on in your life, 18 years old, 
you're already starting a business, you're thinking of your future as well with your education, you're making a little bit of money, you're loving what you do, and you're kind of living that very positive life. But you're not without problems and you're overcoming those as well, which is, it's brilliant. So for other people who would like to um, kind of do that, reach that level, could you give us one piece of brilliant advice that could at least get us toward where you are? Oh, <laughs> I told you, I told you it's an impossible question, didn't I? <laughs> um, oh gosh, okay. I think, don't, oh, this is, oh, all my answers are so cliche, but I really do believe in not over planning or like overthinking because my business has just started out with me purely begging people, can I stroke your dog? And then I just, <laughs> realized that this was a thing and I could actually dog sit and also just don't overcomplicate things that's easier said than done okay um I wish my mum was here with me she'd say something really inspirational um she's, she's laughing at me from the living room I have to um, say though Suna, I I do find what you've just said inspirational because it's honest it's open and it's also very good advice to not overthink things, especially in an environment where we're often taught to, in, an, in the internet age, where we have so much information, overthinking and planning is like the thing to do. But to reverse it and to sort of not overthink and, you know, just live as life comes is a little bit kind of maverick. I love that. I love that. Personally, I think that kind of attitude should be taught as early as possible in every single school, college, university, and then it floods on into life. So I think it is inspirational. And I think a load of listeners are going to go, oh, I like that. I know they're certainly going to end up as one of the taglines to one of the posts about this for sure. <laughs> Gosh, okay. <laughs> but um, no, no, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I right, hope that gonna... answers your question. I Go on. I hope that answered your question. It I don't. Did. It did very um, much. So. Okay. <laughs> Listen to you guys who are listening. We're coming to the end of the episode. As ever, thank you all so much for tuning in around the world. As you know, I say this every week, and I make no apologies for it. Please take a moment to like and share this episode with someone you know who uh, will benefit. The reason we speak to these different people is because. They represent a cross spectrum of, of, of people who some of them you all know, and they're doing great stuff. So by listening, they can get some tips and advice. Suda, thank you. You have been absolutely brilliant. I wish you all the luck with your business. And then when you go on to university and you'll have to come back on the show sometime and, and tell us what you decided to do after, uh, after university days. And we'll, we'll actually, you'll have taken over crafts or something. You'll be the, you'll have bought it cash. <laughs> have you seen um, Billie Eilish's video? I'm um, not videos on um, vanity interviews. No, go on, like they're, they're uh, like, the same interview same set of questions just a year exactly a year apart oh really so, so perhaps we can recreate that or something actually that's actually that's a really good idea put that in your Maybe notes because we'll, like we'll, we'll do that a year from here we'll follow well you're 18 now right yeah 
so we'll do a, we'll do a, a 19 episode 19 year old episode of the british millionaire podcast see where you are in both your studies and your business and your kind of general let's just see how life goes type stuff so far it's working keep riding the luck why not that sounds like an absolute brilliant that's buddhist millionaireship 101 for me that is awesome <laughs> all right you guys as ever um lots of love and i will speak to you next time on the buddhist millionaire podcast all right take care